Rob is a podcast in the road to survivor second chance podcast series are made possible in part by our listeners who've become patrons of Rob is a podcast to find out more about the benefits of becoming an RHAP patron. Visit us on our website at robswebsitecom slash patron election 2015 the road to survivor second chances all right we are back once again rob sister here on the road to survivor second chance and this is interview number 17 that we are adding to the collection here and i'm very excited to talk to one of the classic survivors uh somebody who i was particularly fond of from back then because uh, she is from the same part of the world that I am from Long Island. Please Woo. welcome back or welcome to the show for the very first time. Kimmy Kappenberg. It's yeah. happening. It's finally happening. No, and it's happening. I know. That's what one of my fans said. Isn't that fabulous? <laughs> I saw that the other day. I loved it. Oh my God. Kimmy. Yes. Rob, how are you? I'm, I'm doing great. Can you, can you believe we're, we're talking about sending you back to Survivor? It's about time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for a very long time for this. Oh, Kimmy, I, I can't, I can't believe this. First off, you want to go back to Survivor? Did you like it the first time? Yes. You like yes. it? Yes, I really liked it. I love the whole, um, I love the game. I love the adventure. I love the chance to win some money. Um, <laughs> but you know, the first time I went out there, I wasn't out there trying to, to win the money. I wasn't making alliances. I, uh, I was just out there having a good time. And you did have a good time? I did have a good time. It was an awesome time out there. I mean, it was the adventure of a lifetime. All right. So I can't believe it. We're talking about uh, Kimmy Kappenberg going back from Survivor of the Australian Outback was with was with the Kucha tribe. I was uh, with 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 all those people, and and here you are. And it, the crazy thing to me is we're talking about sending you back, but we're also talking about sending Jeff back from your tribe. I know, I know. That's super exciting. This is super exciting. So you'd be excited to see Jeff back there, out there with you, a, a familiar face. Well, well, yeah, he's a familiar face. And then this time I can go a little bit farther along than he did. And then, you know, <laughs> peace would be made with the world. <laughs> See, so you feel like you have the thing with him that he did better than you last time. So you would like to do better than him this time. Well, it would just be a goal, whether it would be him or anybody. You know, I want to beat the people that were on my tribe that sent me home. Remember, he, his vote is one of those votes that sent me home. You know, he wants to blame me all he wants for opening up my mouth. I don't, I don't, I don't did, know what he Was that said. true? Is that fair, Kimmy? Is that, did you, did you, <laughs> were you the person that said that Jeff uh, had a vote cast I know from Deb? exactly Deb. where we were. We were on top of the, um, of the cliff and right. it was our the Butch challenge. Cassidy challenge. The Butch Cassidy Challenge, that's right. And he was up there and we were all up there and, and uh, Ogakor, they were like, oh, who got voted out? And I didn't say a word. I was looking at jumping off a cliff. I wasn't going to be sitting there thinking about who any of that. It? Jeff did. Jeff that's is the it. one that said it. Jeff is the one that said, oh, yeah, they put my name down. You know, I think that he was just saying it, you know, not realizing that later on it could be used against him. But um, he said it. And you know what? The fact of the matter is, is he got voted off, you know, a couple challenges after me, um, after I had been voted off and he can blame the peanut butter. I think that is way more the culprit. Than <laughs> All right. So maybe it's some sort of PTSD. You think that you say Jeff is just confused. <laughs> I think Jeff is confused. And I think that other people would agree with me that we're there. OK, could we get any could we bring in any uh, witnesses to corroborate any of this? Where, yes. where is where is yeah. Nick Brown? 
Where, where is the, where is Nick Brown? You know, I, I used to email him all the time when he was out serving the country. I have no idea where he maybe is now. Maybe Tina. Maybe if Tina was the one that asked the question, maybe Tina could tell us. Maybe Tina, but I also bet that while we were up on top of that cliff, that there is some video evidence, okay? Oh, video is have them play some uh, some of the old video that maybe not that didn't get aired. But let me tell you something. If I had said that, I can assure you CBS would have played it. That way it would have been like, ooh, foreshadowing. Ooh, yeah, that would be good. Uh, maybe there's too much production stuff going on, though. Maybe, but I know that they have those raw videos somewhere. Okay, so somewhere out there, the tapes are out there, and maybe this mystery will be <laughs> will be solved one day. Maybe if you guys end up on the same tribe or something like that, then they'll cut to like stock footage of the file exactly. footage of two thousand two thousand. This is what happened. Exactly, that's what they need to do. <laughs> we'll open up this open up this mystery. Okay, but you don't have any any hard feelings towards Jeff. No, not at all. I have no hard feelings towards Jeff whatsoever. Absolutely not. I mean, he's 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 very entertaining. He's like a little jack in the box. You can, you know, go and wind him up and wind him up and watch him pop all over the place. <laughs> all right. And he was there, of course, where you had probably your most famous survivor moment, one of the most iconic moments in the history of the show when you got into the fight with Alicia over the chickens. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's uh, yeah. Did you feel like he instigated that? Yeah, he was a stirrer. Yeah, he he definitely. How did he, how did he just? How did he get you guys fighting about the chicken? How could he make you fight about something? It's not that he got us to fight about the chickens. You know, Jeff is the straw that likes to stir the drink, and he was there. And um, you know, there was just some stuff that was going on. I can't remember. This was so long, so long ago. ago. But yeah, you know, we would. I would confide in Jeff. Alicia would confide in Jeff. And uh, when we would say different things, he'd be like, "Oh, you know." Look at her saying that, or this is what she said. You know, he would just go and drop little uh, pearls of wisdom in our ears. And it was just, you know, you're out there, you're tired, you're hot, you're hungry. And every day somebody would just get on your nerves. And uh, when Alicia and I got in a fight about the chickens, which, by the way, she did admit, if you uh, if you listen to the audio of us uh, watching the Survivor episodes, she did say that my point was correct. Because I, all I was saying is that you don't need to eat the chickens every single day when you have fish. Break it up because the fish were la- the chickens were laying eggs. Mm-hmm. That was the whole. That was the whole thing. That was the whole thing about the fight. It's like why are you going to kill a chicken every single day when you can break it up and have fish? That's all I said. And she just went oh, and she's like, "You were naming the chickens. I didn't name the chickens. The chickens came with name tags. <laughs> what were the chickens named?" Um, I remember two of them. One was Polly and one was Henrietta. <laughs> they they even had little tags, and I actually still to this day have the little tag that says Polly. Okay. I, I was able to smuggle that out of the outback. Shh, don't tell. <laughs> all right. Um, are you still as involved with all sorts of, you know, uh, animal cruelty awareness and, and stuff like that as you were back then? Oh, I, I definitely do my, uh, do my own things. I mean, my boys are six and eight and they're vegetarians. You know, they've never had a chicken nugget from a fast food restaurant. Yeah. Well, that's not even real meat so anyway, it, it's right? Just, you would eat that. No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody should eat that. That's toxic. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, I'm not out there in a parade or anything, but, um, you know, my views are my views and, and I just go about my business. Okay. 
Um, so the first time around, uh, you had a hard time making allies with people. Did yes. you ever feel like you had an alliance going with anybody the first time around? You know, when we first went out there, you know, being from New York, I went and I wasn't trusting of everybody. You know, I wanted to see how people were and, and see if people were stand up people and if they were going to be true to their word or not. Um, and that was my fault, you know, but we were doing so well in challenges that none of us had to even think about that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we were just out there and, and having a good time. And, and the fact of the matter is, is every day somebody got on the group's nerves and that's just the way it is out there. So had we lost a challenge a couple of days before, you may have seen scoop and go first. Cause there was one day when, you know, everybody got all upset with him with the dang rice and all that stuff that we were like, oh, if if, if we lose, right. you know, he woke up early and, and made and started putting the rice on for everybody. Yes. And or, he he, made, or, he, or he started he put the rice on and he said it was for everybody, but it was really for him. Right. But yeah. If none of us woke up, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We just happened to, uh, you know, the, the hand in the cookie jar we all saw. But he was trying to make it, but he just. You know, Jerry made fun of Keith for not being able to make rice. Poor Mike Scoop in that day could not make rice at all. It was just, yeah, I think I referred to it as wallpaper paste. <laughs> now, was it for a lack of trying, though, to get an alliance going or it just didn't exactly click with a- anybody that you were in that particular tribe with? Yeah, You know, um, that's hard to say. I mean, because like I said, there were times when when. Um, Roger and Elizabeth and me and Mike Scoopin, we had even talked about the four of us being in alliance, you know, but it just, like I said, when we were out there, like our, our team, when people got votes, they got voted by everybody. You know, they were pretty much unanimous because everybody wants to save their own tail. So it's like, okay, we're all going to go for one person. Um, so you saw all these blowouts with the voting, but I, I guess I just wasn't, you know, I wanted to trust people and see people's character and see who is going to be worthy of a damn alliance. You know, now I know bad alliance or the wrong alliance is better than no alliance. Yeah. Now, how much have you kept up with following the show over the years? Now, Survivor Yesterday and Outback was on in uh, 2001. So many yeah. seasons have gone by. There's been so many changes to the game. How, how much have you been keeping on top of all of this? I start to watch every single season, but then of course life happens. The DVR gets DVR'd. And then next thing you know, the winner is announced and I know who won. And I'm so ticked off that, you know, I don't watch all the ends of the seasons. but there have been many seasons that I have watched the whole way through. I just, you know, my, I have little kids, you know, and it's like, ah, I get it. you know, it, it used to be, you know, Barney trumped survivor once upon a time, you yes. know? So you've watched a lot of it. You don't watch every, yes. every season. all the exactly. way So you don't feel like the game, has evolved too much that you feel like you would be lost potentially back out there. You know what? <sighs> everything changes and who knows what uh, Survivor has up their sleeves for this season, you know? So everything that you think you know about the game, the, the game, you know, they throw a monkey wrench all the time whenever they can. That's what makes it interesting. That's what makes it Survivor, being able to go and roll with the punches. Kimmy, why now? Why, after all this time has gone by, do you feel like this is the right time for you to return to Survivor? Because this is the time that they called me. <laughs> Had they ever called you before? <laughs> no, they did send out, I, I guess they sent out an email to everybody a couple of years ago when they were talking about um, blood versus water. Yeah. So, and the, and I gave them, you know, my information and everything back then. And, um, you know, I, I guess this is the time, you know, they're running out of... Uh, <laughs> Australian Outback contestants, you know, they had to get me to, to me eventually. <laughs> so, so they just, you feel like they really wanted people from the Outback and, you know, yeah. and they just went 
down the they went down the list and they feel like that you were somebody from there that they want that uh, you know they hadn't called yet before and that's why they got to you. Well, yeah, I mean, wouldn't you call me? I mean, look, you remember all these things. You remember? I remember. Her? Yes, of course, I, I remember you from uh, the, from the season. Of course, you know, I was like, you know, uh, cuckoo nuts about Survivor uh, <laughs> during during that whole that whole time period. You know, of every, every week on Thursday night. But I can even right. remember like driving around like Long Island, like coming home from work and like hearing you on with like Opie and Anthony and I, stuff like that. I love them. Yeah. Yeah, you were on there a lot. I, I was. I had a good time with ONA, you know. They uh yeah, actually Jeff and I were on there together one time, um, and they were doing a whipped cream bikini challenge for charity. Yes. And Jeff and I were there together. So Jeff and I had a little history, you know, with our media afterwards. <laughs> okay. So you guys can work together. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean, you know, stranger things have happened. Yes. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> and you know, just because people didn't get along great in a season doesn't oh. mean that they can't work together. And specifically going back to Survivor of the Australian Outback, Colby and Jerry were able to get along pretty well in Survivor Heroes versus Villains. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is the thing. When you go out there, you are going to attach yourself to, to anybody that you can and use them as much as they are going to use you to get you to the end. That's everybody's main objective is to get as far as you can in the game and hopefully win. So if if I got to be with a bunch of misfits, if I got to make a woman's alliance, if I have to make, uh, you know, the older people that are, you know, older in age, versus younger people, or if they have to do something with the, you know, classic contestants versus the new contestants, I will figure it out once I'm out there and I will jump my, hitch my, you know, hitch my cart or whoever's going in the same direction I am. Okay. Kimmy, when you were out there the first time, yeah. a lot was made by some of the other tribe members that you didn't want to take a bath. You didn't want to, you didn't want to go in the water. You were, you were, uh, were you afraid of the water or, or that the water was, that water was gross? Yeah. Okay. A there's twofold because one of the biggest pictures of me that's all over the internet is me and my bikini spinning around in the water. Okay. So I find this to be very funny. Number one, number two, we were camping and it was dirty and I love the ocean. I'm from Long Island. I'm from the an island where there's salt water all over the place. This crocodile creek was disgusting. And, you know, Mike killed, had a problem after Mike killed the pig and he put the pig, he, he like buried the carcass down by the edge of the water. So it was at that point when I was very um, uh, hesitant to go in that part of the water. So I'm like, that is crocodile chum. I'm not going in there. But the fact of the matter is, is that I was carrying water jugs up and down all the time in my shoulder. And yeah, I got dirty. Um in the ocean, I can promise you, I will be like a freaking mermaid and everybody will be, everybody will see that. But, um, you know, we even had this little brook that was over there where we would all sit and, and, uh, it was like a little waterfall sauna place that we would all hang out. So I was in the water quite a bit. It's just after Michael buried that dang pig, I, I wasn't going near that water in that one spot. So yeah, my, um, my hygiene for a day or two was, was a little off, yes. but I'm okay with that. We were camping. Let me tell you, nobody was good. Yes. That me, water I, wasn't cleaning anyone. I have my notes out from uh, Survivor Australian Outback. From I, I, I recently uh, rewatched the season within the last year. Yeah, Mike, Mike okay. says the dirt is sticking to Kimmy. He said to her that um, if somebody would have told him that he had a booger, he would say thank you. He would yeah. say thank you. See, he was doing you a favor by talking to you about how you were, you were dirty. 
it was my shoulders. It was my shoulders. And again, because I was carrying those damn jugs of water on my on my shoulders and gathering firewood. If you watch that same season, Roger says, Kimmy does a lot of work around here. Kimmy probably does more work than anybody. Yeah, because I wasn't sitting there sunning myself all day. <laughs> I had some, you know, I had the grit on me from a hard day's work. So, so you, were, you, you were a hard worker and you would still right. be a hard worker. Yeah, you know, I'm a single mom. I got to get stuff done. If I don't do it, who will? Yeah. All right. Tell me about what, what have you been up to uh, since uh, over the time since Australia? The last <laughs> time I saw you, I saw you at the 10 year anniversary party. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Yes. That was a few years ago. And that was oh. the last. And so it's been five years since I've talked to you. What, what have you been up to? Um, I'm living in Texas. I own a house. Um, now, how'd yeah, you get to Texas from Long Island? Now my ex-husband's job, we moved down here Okay. and, uh, you know, I love it. My son had some medical issues. So when my ex-husband and I split up five years ago, he moved back to New York and I stayed just because, uh, Houston has the best children's hospital in the country here. Can you talk, can you talk about that, Kimmy? What, what's going on? Um, uh, well, my older son, my eight year old has kidney disease, mm -hmm. but he's doing great. He's fine. But it's, uh, you know, when I first got down here, he was in kidney failure at 28 days old and has had multiple surgeries. And it's just something that we got to monitor. And then my uh, my second son decided to be a preemie and come out feet first on my front lawn 10 weeks early. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I needed to be here with the hospitals for them, but they're doing great now. And, uh, you know, I thank God every day that I got my babies and we were in the right place. I really feel like I was meant to be here because if I had been on Long Island, there wasn't a hospital that has the um, the facilities to go and take care of the kids with all the specialists like they do here in Houston. Okay, and they're both stable at this point. Everything everything is yep. is is okay. Yep, everything's great. My uh, my older woman just got to monitor a couple times a year, but that's okay. You know, it's it's normal for us. He's uh, he also has sleep apnea and sleeps with a little uh, BiPAP machine. But other than that, we're great. We're we're awesome. Okay, that's really great to hear, Kimmy. Yes. Thank you. Now, some of the people that played with you, um, you know, have, have, uh, gone back and, and played again, uh, specifically Mike Scoopin went back yes. a couple seasons ago in survivor right. Philippines. Did you right. watch Mike Scoopin's game in survivor Philippines? Absolutely. And were you impressed? Yeah. I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was a, a great season. It's good to see that he got far. Um, I think that he, was a little bit different. I think, uh, well, from what they showed us, you know what I mean? He seemed, um, you know, not to be quite as outspoken as he was initially. And, um, yeah, I mean, he, he did really well and I was happy for him. Are you a fan of scooping? Oh yeah. Yeah. Pig killer and all. He's awesome. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. Cause I wasn't sure if you were going to be like, you know, he was like the, the ringleader, all that. And they got rid of me. So, you know, I'm glad he didn't win. Oh, no. Yeah, you know what the bottom line is? This is a game. You can't go out there. It, it, it upsets me so much when everybody's like, oh, I can't believe what they did to me. They voted you out. They voted me out. What's going on? You know what? These are people that you just met. The, the bottom line is all of us want to go out there and come home to better our families. You know, we can be friends in the real world, but when you get out there, you got to play the game and that's what it is. So you have to respect everybody for playing the game and, and eventually everybody's going to get voted off. So I'm not really sure why people say, take it so personally when we all can't win a million dollars. So you don't have any hard feelings with anybody that you played with from Kucha? No, not at all. Okay. I mean, 
you know, it, it was, it was, was what it was, you know, I wasn't happy about leaving. Mm-hmm. I felt like when I left, um, I left them with the Kucha Kimmy curse, you know, cause everybody, once I got voted off, Mike was falling in a fire. They were losing challenges. Ogukor won. So I feel like, you know, they put out the bad juju by voting me off, but they did that. Not me. <laughs> okay. So it was because of you that Mike fell in the fire and all that bad stuff. <laughs> say i was pushing him <laughs> but i'm just saying had i been there maybe i would have saved him. you would have that's saved him all. yeah because that's you would have been working on the fire instead of mike that's right <laughs> see what happens I, I, that, that's what that's what happens right. uh kimmy one of your best scenes in survivor the australian outback is when you eat that disgusting worm could you talk about that and uh what that meant to you as somebody who was not going to eat any land dwelling animals which i guess includes worms yeah, well, yeah, well, well it was a gray area. Um, <laughs> Literally. I, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the cow brain c- came up and it was funny because it's that whole entire challenge, the food challenge, um, the bush tucker challenge. And, you know, on the little wheel, they have a candy bar and an apple slice and all this other hideous stuff. And of course, you know, Elizabeth and Roger, they respectively get the candy bar and the apple and then I get a cow brain and I refuse to eat the dang thing. But fortunately, um, when Tina couldn't go and eat the damn whatever it was that she couldn't eat, I think it was tripe or something. Mm-hmm. She was throwing it up. She and I had the, um, you know, the vote off where, right, where I had to go and yeah, the tiebreaker. So I just I was going to eat that worm come hell or high water. I was eating that dang worm. And and I did half of it fell on the ground. I picked it up. And when I bit it, people don't realize it had almost like an inkwell in it. Yeah, you stuck your tongue out. It was like all blue. Well, biting into it, I felt like I was eating like a small Christmas tree bulb because it actually crunched like that. It had that kind of (laughs) no kidding. So, um Yeah. I mean, it was awesome when I won. I mean, I just, you know, but I had no idea that my tongue was black. Everybody just kept saying to me, your mouth is black. And I thought like I had worm guts in my teeth and I needed some dental floss. I had no idea. And then when I saw it on TV, I was like, ew, but you know, that's, that's my worm face. And and of course, you know, everybody always wanted me afterwards. It's like, oh, let me see you. Let me see the worm face. Let me see your worm face. And so I, 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 I did that. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a really high point for me. I, I, I felt really good. I mean, I was really proud of myself. Kimmy, have you remained close with Elizabeth, uh, Flarsky Hasselbeck? No, um, you know, she, <laughs> what? I thought you guys, I thought you guys were still tight. You know, her and Alicia actually had been really tight. She and I, you know, we talked for a little bit, but once she got married and, uh, had some other great opportunities come her way. I think that she just separated herself. I mean, for some people that participate in Survivor, this is what identifies them. You know what I mean? They think of this as their greatest accomplishment. Yes. Whereas other people, you know, it was an amazing part of our life and an amazing opportunity to have. And um, it just depends on how, how you look at it. You know, she had a lot of other things going on. She got married, family, and had these great other opportunities that I think you know, Survivor was a stepping stone for her. Now, do you think that if this goes particularly well this season, would yes. you would you go on to The View and take one of the co-host spots? Well, yeah, and I'll take that paycheck with it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on now. <laughs> yeah, that would be good ratings. You'd be very outspoken. I would be very outspoken. <laughs> 
I would. They, they, they wouldn't always like what I have to say, you know. Uh, Kimmy, what did they do with the people from the pre-jury on Australia? Did you guys stay in the outback or did you guys go and travel? Listen to me. You don't even want to know what happened. Okay? <laughs> I do want to know what happened. <sighs> For the love of God. Listen to me. This is what they did with me in particular. They had these people that were supposed to be kind of taking care of us. Um <laughs> you know, being responsible for our travel and knowing our whereabouts and whatever else. So some woman, I don't even remember her name, but she was more interested in going after one of the crew members. Um, the Australians that were there, they were kind of like bodyguards watching the Ponderosa or whatever. And this girl basically gave me a couple thousand dollars. Whoa. Said, put me to a bus, brought me to a bus. And said, be at the airport on such and such a date, you know, a couple weeks later. So basically, I went backpacking through Australia. I didn't have a hotel. I was staying in hostels with the money they gave me. Um, <laughs> I, 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 mean, I, I took my money. I sold my panties at a bar. There was a wet t-shirt contest I didn't participate in. And I was wearing a skirt that day. And there were these rugby players. And they were like... Oh, American, American, go play. Go. I'm like, no. They're like, you can make some money. I'm like, I can make money other ways. And there's one guy's like, I'll give you 50 American for your underwear. And I was like, okay. Wow. And they would have been worth so much more after the show. Yeah. But $50 in Australia at that time, the American dollar was really good. I mean, 50, <laughs> 50 bucks. That got me two weeks in a hostel. Come on now. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, so they had no idea. So what about the thousands that were you trying to like pocket as much as you could to take it home with you? No, that was the money I needed to eat oh, and okay. spend on, um, on, on alcohol place to sleep. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> listen to me, Rob. The fact of the matter is I have boobs. Okay. I don't need to buy alcohol. Okay. There's plenty of men that will sponsor a, a cocktail for me. I mean, <laughs> I know that's tacky to say, but it's the truth. It's Look, the truth. I want you to keep it real. <laughs> well, that's real. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so that's very interesting to me. So they didn't, I guess on the first survivor, they just sent people home and yes. then they said, okay, well we can't send people home because people are going to, they'll so know what happened. So then they yeah. said, let's just give people money. Is that what they had? They did with everybody. They did the same thing. No. With well, why no. just you? Well, I don't know. Well, cause the girl that was supposed to be taking care of me, I think she was drunk. I don't know. But, but yeah, I mean, it was bad. I mean, I came back with all kinds of receipts um, and I'm like, you're reimbursing this, but I have like Mitchell and mad dog together and stuff like that. Yes. So and why, but just, why weren't you with them? Because their people that were taking care of them weren't drunk. <laughs> I mean, this is why I think I mean, didn't that girl get fired on like Mark Burnett. Yes, comes in, like, of course. What, what, what the hell happened? Where you lost Kimmy? Exactly. I mean, and the funny thing was. I took the money. I mean, I lived in New York, you know, so I was in the biggest city in the world. So I didn't need to go to, to all these great big cities. I went um, to the Great Barrier Reef. I, I saved the money and I went and I took a little plane to the Outer Reef. I took uh, I went to the subtropical rainforest. I went backpacking. I mean, I had an experience in Australia that nobody else did. I mean, it was absolutely phenomenal. You know, I, I had a budget and I worked with it and. My time in Australia was absolutely awesome. If you were in the end, I know you didn't play with Tina or Colby, but do you have any right. thoughts on how would you have voted? Would you have voted for Tina or Colby based on what you saw? Well, I would have voted for Colby. I would have thought, I mean, Colby gave away a million dollars, but what do I know? You know, it just depends on how far you get out there. Um, you know, and, and what you feel like. I mean, I know that there are so many people that vote due to emotion 
when you're out there, but then when they get home, they regret who they voted for and wish they would have changed their vote. Was there anything that Tina did in her game that you saw that you feel like you would want to integrate into your game or you feel like that, you know, you are who you are. You can't add anything to, you know, you as a person, you can't be fake out there. Well, Tina's sugar and spice and everything nice. And I want, you know, everybody wanted her around. So if, <laughs> if I could be like that, that would be fabulous. I mean, it's, it's just, uh, you just got to give it your best shot. I mean, out there, you just don't know. Your behavior is a reflection of the people around you. And sometimes that's, uh, that's, a, that's a big anchor and it brings you down. But um, uh, I, I don't know. It, you can go out there with any kind of thought and be like, okay, I'm going to be, you know, um, like right now I'm a mom. So I'm sure I'd play a little bit differently. I have a lot more compassion for people you know, than what I did. I'm, I'm not a selfish, you know, 20 something year old, like I was the first time, you know, I was out there for an adventure for me, not really looking at everybody else. Mm -hmm. Now you said you're a a single mom out there and I'm going to put the emphasis on the single here. Does, have you, would you consider any sort of a relationship in the game? Oh, I will really, Oh, with another player. Yeah. With whom? Who is <laughs> I don't know. It's I tough. Mean, okay, you're Troyzan. What about Troy? I think he's single. <laughs> you're, you're talking about the girl who was labeled the dirty girl, you know, who nobody wanted. A long time ago. You, you've grown up. <laughs> I was camping hard is what I was doing. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I'm just, you know, Max I'm single. You know, what? Max Dawson. Oh, dear God. Do you like you know beards? What? Listen, I, I do. I have an affinity for bald headed men and beards and, you know, I'm a biker. Okay. So I, I, I'm dating being a, a biker, like, so like sons of anarchy type stuff. Oh my God. Yes. I love them. I've met them all. Well, I've met a bunch of them. Yes. I go to the rallies every year. Oh yeah, absolutely. I want to be on the back of a Harley any chance I can. And just because I'm single doesn't mean I'm not dating. Okay. So you, <laughs> you so you're going to be like the, uh, Gemma Teller of survivor. Oh, God willing. I wish <laughs> you wish. Oh, hell yeah. She's a puppet master. She I don't know how, because in regular <laughs> MC, it's not quite like that for her to be that great matriarch and have the respect. She's 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 good. She's good. Wow. I love her. Mm-hmm. But then I broke up with her in the end of the series. But okay, that's you broke up. <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. All right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a bald head and a, and a beard. I don't think we have that in the in the guess oh. who game of <laughs> Survivor no, Male Castaways. I, I don't have a particular type. Okay. I like all, I like men for different reasons, tattoos. If you have a Harley, that's probably good. If you have a job and a residence, (laughs) you know, that's always good. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not that fussy. I just, I just don't want somebody living off of me. I have my own house, my own vehicle. You You know, you want to be somebody's old lady. Oh yeah. Old lady. That's right. (laughs) You ride a motorcycle too, or you just want to be on the back of a motorcycle? I used to ride. I used to ride. Um, I haven't been riding one myself. I've always been on a back seat, but, um, yeah, when I, when I win, I'm going to buy me a new Harley and I'm going to learn how to ride again. So that way I don't have to rely on a back seat. Didn't Tina buy Colby a Harley? Yes, she did. Yeah. So he's a lucky guy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But his bike would have been too big for me. Okay. All right. Um, I'm not going to uh, touch that. Uh, shut up. All right. So, <laughs> uh, is there anybody else from, uh, from survivor, whether it was your season or any of the other seasons that you keep in contact with? Do you have any other survivor friends that you talk to? 
Uh, Jervis pretty regularly. Jervis. Yeah. He knows everybody, Jervis. Yeah, Jervis was great. Well, again, because he was in Jersey and just because of geography and, you know, he's an awesome dude. We, um, I used to, before his mom passed, I used to go out there to his like little bowling tournaments and stuff that he had in Jersey and yeah, yeah, stay in touch with him. And I I talk to him a couple times a year. He always calls me KK. KK. You know, he's got that silky voice going on. (laughs) KK. You know, I tried to go to one of those uh, bowling tournaments one day. It was like a Saturday afternoon and I drove down from Long Island and I just, I drove down there. I couldn't find it. I drove around for, I drove like all the way to Philadelphia. I, I just drove uh-huh. around for hours and hours. I couldn't find it. I just went home. Oh my God. Let this me tell was, you. Now, this was pre map quest of like, or oh, if you had like, or, you know, you could right print out. Yeah. I know. I know. Because I remember being on the Verrazano bridge, <laughs> you know, at the break of dawn going, where the heck is this place? Oh dear God. Because you know, the traffic and it would take me four and five hours to get there. You know, you're thinking, oh, I'm on Long Island. He's in Jersey. It's just across the street. No, no, it was forever. Yeah. Do you miss Long Island, Kimmy? Yeah, I miss Long Island. You you know, family back there. Yep. Yep. I have uh, family campaigning on the island. I uh, I mean, I go back. I was up there last June and I was up there for, you know, about 11, 12 days. Uh, It's changed a lot. That's for sure. Okay. Change for the worse. No, I don't think it's changed for the worse. It's just getting more crowded. You know, okay. I, I, I live in a suburb of Houston now, you know, and um, I, this is even too much for me. I need to I need to be more in the country, more, fur, just, more further out. Yes. Like <laughs> on an island. OK, <laughs> that would be good. All right. Well, Kimmy, this is going to be very exciting. I, I hope this works out for you. This I think this would be very fun uh, <laughs> to see you back in the mix. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, let me give you a couple questions here from the listeners of the podcast. OK. Okay. All right. Uh, Ken Crowner wants to know, did Alicia stick to her word continually waving her finger in your face for the last 15 years? She said, I'm always going to wag my finger in your face. And that was the first, last and only time. What you got the only time you got to understand Alicia is literally like a foot shorter than me. (laughs) So I could just basically outstretch my arm, put my fingertip to her forehead and she'd be throwing punches wildly into the air and never make contact. You have the reach on her. I do have the reach on her. You know, that, that's something that you and I have in common that we both played with Alicia. And tell me if you found this to be true about her, because I found that in real life, she was the nicest person that every time I have ever seen her outside of Survivor, she was so nice. But the time that I spent with her in Survivor, she was so cranky the entire time on the island. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. People are different out there, you, you know, it's so um, night and day out of anybody that I've ever met. Like there's, there's nobody else that I, that I, you know, that I played survivor with out of like, you know, the 20, 25 people that I've like had this uh, experience with, like there's well, maybe nobody she's else. Bi- maybe she's bipolar and didn't have her meds that day. I don't <laughs> know. I, I, I she's so sweet outside of the game, like before you know, and after I just, <sighs> I don't know. I didn't spend that much time with her, as you can imagine. I mean, we had no you contact spent more time than I did. Well, afterwards, I mean, I think we got together for a group picture. I mean, it's not like we gave each other. Hu- oh, actually, no, that's that's a big fat lie. When we went to our uh, finale show, I remember we were all in. I think it was the hotel lobby or something. And it was all the Kucha people. And she and I were there. And it was like it was like silence. And then we went over and we gave each other a hug and everybody was clapping. Okay, so good. That was our only interaction. All's well that ends well. Yes. Okay. Were you happy that Amber won the All-Stars? 
Sure. Why not? I mean, she's just, she's, you have she's no hard just, feelings for anybody. No, it's a game. You know what? Not that I, you would have any hard feelings for her. I'm just saying in general that there's nobody, there's nobody from survivor that you have any ill will towards. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, you, you know, it was great. She, she's been doing well. It's nice to see that. I have to say that, uh, you, you know, everybody that's one survivor, you really haven't seen anybody go off the deep end too deep. You know what I mean? Everybody's yeah, I think just a couple people are, are out there, at least in the media. But, but for the most part, you know, you always hear these tragic tales of people getting money and turning into complete jerk offs, you know, and doing really stupid stuff. And I'd say for the most part, the psychological counseling that they did ahead of time really paid off. They got a bunch of people that could handle it. Okay. All right. Um, how about Jerry? Have you stayed in any communication with Jerry? Yes, I've, I've, uh, throughout the years, you know, it's always been a little bit here and there. We, we actually played a couple games of, uh, words with friends together. Oh, yeah. Because if I recall your luxury item in survivor, the Australian Outback was Scrabble. It was Scrabble. Yes. And <laughs> look, at, <laughs> you're so proud of yourself. I'm going <laughs> to ding that bell. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, my luxury item was Scrabble and we never played with it. Instead, we used the tile holders to go and use them as a sports. Because, you know, half the stuff out there, we're like, I don't know, can we put this stuff in our mouth? We were afraid that we were going to get some kind of poison. Not Mike Scoopin, though, because he'll put anything in his mouth to eat. But. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, let me ask you some questions here from the listeners of, of the podcast. Uh, some more. I've got some more questions. Okay. Uh, Phil Gorlay says, uh, you get to a gross food challenge. Will you eat the meat this time or will you put yourself in possible trouble again? You know, if you're out there, they're going to oh. do this, Kimmy. You no, know, I, it. I know, I know. And oh my gosh, I, you know, it depends. I have, I have morals. I have things. I have my kids watching. I don't know. It's just going to depend on how hungry I am, how close I am to a million dollars. I don't know. I can't, I, I, I wouldn't think that I would. My little sister told me if they give me a cow brain to eat it. And I told her, I said, well, I think where we're going, they're going to eat dog. And she's like, well, go ahead and eat dog for a million dollars. And I'm like, <laughs> I, you know, I, 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 Mm, I doubt it. You know, I don't after know. Survivor Australian Outback, Mike Scoopin got a lot of flack from people, from PETA especially, about killing the pig. Were, mm-hmm. were you happy that, you know, they gave him a hard time about killing the animals on Survivor? Um, you know what? Um, the, <sighs> my thing with the whole entire you know, animal eating is I'm very against factory farming. Okay. You know what people that go and hunt and eat and provide for their family and use everything. That's fine. I, I always say you got to do what you want. Mine is a personal choice. I'm, I've never been one to preach and say, you have to do this. I've never been like that. Um, you know, I think that the animal may have suffered a little bit because it wasn't a quick kill. That's for sure. But um, I just wasn't, I wasn't there for that. I was actually doing an interview when they were, um, when he was slaughtering the poor pig, but you know, it, it would have been nice if more of the meat could have got used. That's the only problem that I had is, you know, you had so much meat, but there was no way to preserve it. So whatever they didn't eat just got wasted. What about in terms of your game? I mean, uh, despite what Mike Scoopin says, you played, you know, a, a extremely clean game. You didn't have to lie to anybody that mm-hmm. time around. Are you willing to be more cutthroat in a second time around? Yes. I mean, 
I, the first time, like I said, I was playing for an adventure. The second, this time I'm playing to provide for my family, but I also have little eyes that are going to be watching my every action when I get home. So I, I have to be mindful of that. And I think that's, that's the way I face anything nowadays. It's, it's, you know, you have the reaction and then you have to sometimes sit there and think about things. Um, it is a game. So I'll, I'll, I'll go out there and I will do what I have to do. I mean, there's going to obviously some of my integrity and character is going to be out there. But if I have to tell a couple of white lies here and there to uh, get things to go my way so I can last longer in the game, hell yeah, I'm going to do it. I mean, it's a game. That's what we signed up for. I'm not going to Sunday school and, and sitting here in line with a preacher. I'm going out there to play a game. It's what we all signed up for. And we know that there's lies, deceit, and manipulation in it. That's just part of the game. Okay. Yeah. Look, that it's different now, I think, than in Survivor the Australian Outback. I think that that stuff was more, there was more of a gray area in terms of the morality of the game. Are you a good person? Are you a bad person? I think much more now, you know, you're playing Survivor. It's, a, I don't think it's necessary. And there's some people that just still disagree with this, but I think that you can do, you can get away with some things in Survivor that you wouldn't do in your regular life. And I think you'd still be okay. Oh, I, I, absolutely. And you know what? The people that don't think it's OK, they're probably the people that don't matter in my life. And that's just that's just the truth. You know what I mean? My family and friends and myself, I'll understand. I'm not going to do anything where I'm not going to be able to go to sleep at night. So I know I'm going in there. I'm going in there to play a game. And um, if somebody doesn't have their big girl panties on and gets their feelings hurt, that's not my problem. All right. Yeah. This is what you signed up for, Buttercup. OK, I'm not really sure what, what you thought you were doing. But and you this can get is... $50 for those big girl panties. I hear <laughs> that's right. If there's any rugby players out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly. Yes. Kimmy, do you know uh, Kelly Wigglesworth? Did you ever meet her? I did meet her once. Um, she and I did a photo shoot for Rosie O'Donnell's magazine uh, years ago. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So I met her one time for just a little bit of time. Okay. You feel like you would have a connection with her? At least a familiar face? Well, it's a, it's a familiar face. She's a woman. She's a, you know, she's in her late thirties. She's, um, you know, from the classic cast. She's an original. So yeah, there's several different original. We could only wish. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> See, other people aren't going to get that. I, I, get, I get it. Um, but, I, but, you know, when I look at this pool of people, there are so many different reasons that I could go and connect with somebody. You know, whether it be an age demographic, whether it be geography. I mean, I, I may be living in Texas for the past nine years, but I'm still a Northeast girl. You know, but, 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 but there's people uh, from Texas too. You got that going. Absolutely. You know, I love my guns and I love to go shooting. I mean, I, I've adapted well. Okay. Sandra Schmidt Brook wants to know, Ooh, I love Kimmy. Will she be like Jen and take time to look around for an idol while they're killing the chicken? Did you see that this season when the girl who didn't want to be around when they killed the chicken, uh, yes. when she, when, when she went ahead and uh, found the idol and said, winner, winner, chicken dinner, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Absolutely. I'm the original winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'd go and do that. I mean, uh, of course, but I, I would love to see she actually on air gave a little bit more of a of speeches about the pork chickens and nobody waved, waved a finger in her face. So I'm like, 
Yeah, you know, I don't know. I feel she got shortchanged on that. But um, yeah, I mean, we didn't have idols back in my day. So I will go and I'll look for idols just like everybody else. I mean, you, you know, even when you think that you feel safe out there, having an idol is your only security blanket. So, you know, I could have the best alliance in the world. But heck, yeah, if, the, if there's a chance that there's a, an immunity idol out there, you can bet I'm going to be, you know, gonna find the dang thing. All right. Now, Kimmy, one of the things that you said you were not happy about in the first season of Survivor that you played in was that, you know, there were so many there were so many people around. You were worried you were not going to be able to have any alone time. Oh, my gosh. And, and this this upset some of your other tribes. Is that a concern uh, going forward into this season? Okay, you know what? That was our first night in the tent, okay? And we were all talking about that, okay? It, it came up, and I didn't bring it up because th- this whole thing started because we were talking about farts, okay? Yes. People were talking about gas and how you were going to explode. And so this whole entire thing. Who brought was it like up? T- Kentucky Joe? No, I don't remember. Well, well, Deb said that she doesn't fart. Yes. And so the whole thing, everybody was like, well, you should start farting. You know, you'd be a much happier person. And then, um, you know, some sex stuff got brought up and it was not just me. I just happened to be the loudest. So they heard me. And yeah, so I, I everybody was not all sweet and innocent out <laughs> that night. I just, you know, I have no filter sometimes. That's the New York in me. That was the 27 year old me. Now this is the sweeter, softer, more conservative. You know, I, I would probably not say something like okay. that. Okay. <laughs> did you happen to listen to my interview that I did with Jeff? I did happen to catch that. And we called up Deb during uh, the interview. Now, you and Deb have a lot in common. Deb told Jeff she doesn't want him to kill any octopus. Promise not to kill an octopus while she's out there. That's right. And I promise, I promise not to do that also. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you are, you are riding on the coattail of the octopus bandwagon. Damn Skippy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, De- Deb sounded good. She did sound good. She was, was a fun spot for her. All right. Kimmy Kappenberg, um, if anybody's on the fence, one, one last call to action for anybody who is, you know, you know, going back and forth, uh, Kimmy, yes or no? Should I put her on the ballot? Of course you should put me on the, on the ballot because I'm fun to watch. If I can't make you laugh, nobody will. Okay. Yeah. I, I, uh, I will definitely be entertaining. I, I speak my mind. I'm not a sheep. I don't just go with the herd. Um, I mean, and Jeff and I out there, if we could get out there, I, I think that it would be a fun chemistry because I would love to just annoy him all the, all day long, with toys, <laughs> you know, and then I would like to say that when he, um, when he said that he saw me when we were doing our interviews out in California a couple yes. months ago and he's like, Oh, and Kimmy came in there and, and, you know, she shot me that look of hell. The problem was I could, I didn't recognize him cause he had glasses on. So oh, I was like, you didn't know who he was. Yeah, I was looking at him. Plus, I had just gotten off the plane and then they threw me in this room to do like five hours of psych eval. And I go and you passed. I did. Isn't that something? (laughs) (laughs) No, of course I passed. Of course I passed. here. I am. I'm super excited about it. But, you know, I think that mixing up people and especially since um, all of us have played the game before and we have preconceived notions of who each other is. Um, I I think it's going to make for a lot of disappointment and random, um, 
you know, blow ups and stuff when we're out there because people are gonna be like, oh, she's so nice or he's so great. But once you get out there, I think that everyone's going to change who they are, you know, just due to the environment. So I think it'll be a lot of fun and I'll be there and I'll be a lot of fun to watch. Okay. I mean, people remember me from 14 years ago for a reason. And I was only there for five episodes. Kimmy, I think this would be a lot of fun to see you back out there. I really, I really would. And you were a lot of fun to talk to here today. Thank you for indulging me with this. I really appreciate it. And uh, if you want to vote for Kimmy, every, you could vote every day between now and May 20th at cbs.com slash Survivor Second Chance. Kimmy, all the best to you. Thank you. And, and good luck with your show continuing. And thank you so much for having me. And uh, remember, everybody, to please vote for me. I will definitely keep you entertained. All right, everybody. There you go. Kimmy Kappenberg. <laughs> Bye. All right, everybody, there you have it. That is Kimmy Kappenberg here on the podcast. So much fun uh, talking with Kimmy. I really do hope that things work out for her and she ends up back on the show. Of course, you know how to vote at cbs.com slash Survivor Second Chance. If you want to hear more nostalgia for Survivor Australia, of course, you could go ahead and listen to the Australia chapter of the evolution of strategy. It is $2.99 and uh, it's probably, I think it's about six hours long talking about everything that happened in Survivor Australia. You could hear that at evolutionofstrategy.com. And of course, the first Borneo chapter is completely free. If you want to check that out, evolutionofstrategy.com and Evolution of Strategy Volume 2 is dropping this summer, the Friday after the season ends. So just when you think you were out, we're going to pull you back in with way more survivor coverage than you can handle this off season. So I'm going to be back. My next interview is going to be, been looking forward to this one, Stephen Fishback. We'll be talking with us here in the next one of the Road to the Survivor Second Chance podcast series. So Stephen Fishback coming up. Looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say about Kimmy. If you've missed any of our interviews, you can hear them all on our website at robswebsitecom slash second chance. Or you can subscribe to the podcast at robswebsitecom slash iTunes or get the Rob's the Podcast app at robswebsitecom slash app. Have a good one, everybody. Looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say about Kimmy. And we'll talk to you again soon.